The creative imagination functions best when the mind is vibrating due to some form of mind stimulation at an exceedingly high rate. The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. We are continuing our discussion on the mystery of sex transmutation. This is chapter 11 in Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and the 10th step towards riches. So continuing on here, he says, when driven by this emotion, and this emotion is sex, men become gifted with a superpower for action. So this is a superpower. Think about that. Don't you want a superpower? Don't you want something that's gonna propel you forward, give you the, the power to do and create what you want to create in this world? Well, this is it. If you are able to channel this emotion, this, this sexual mo emotion, your sexual desire, if you are able to channel it, you become gifted with a superpower for action. Now, many of you have heard me say that nothing happens without action. Without action, it's just a wish or a dream or hope, but that is not a strategy for success. Yes, we need dreams. Yes, we need wishes. Yes, we need hopes. That's what keeps things going. That's, that's the, the, the seductive beginnings, but then we need to follow through. You must execute. You must stay accountable to those dreams, those desires, those hopes, those wishes. You must execute and execute requires action. So if you are able to channel this emotion of sex into action, this is a superpower. This is really super key. And he goes on to say, understand this truth and you will catch the significance of the statement that sex transmutation will lift one to the status of a genius. The emotion of sex contains the secret of creative ability. Pay attention. The emotion of sex, because it is a fundamental, instinctual, driving desire, that, that physical desire for sex and the emotion behind it, behind that desire, contains the secret of creative ability. You are able to create through channeling this life force. Sexual energy is life force energy. As I've said before, sexual energy is when it, it, it's what's used to make babies. It's the fundamental creative life force in this world. And if you can channel it to your other activities, not just making babies, wow, that is a superpower. And Hill goes on to say, destroy the sex glands, whether in a man or a beast, and you have removed the major source of action. It's, it's a source of action. It's a driving source of action. For proof of this, observe what happens to any animal after it has been castrated. 
A bull becomes as docile as a cow after it has been altered sexually. Sex alteration takes out of the male, whether man or beast, all the fight that was in him. Sex alteration of the female has the same effect. You need a little fight. You need a little fight. Now, you don't have to, to be combative in this world. You don't have to um, hurt other people. It doesn't have to be me at all costs or me over other people. But you need a little fight to, to move through the challenges that, of course, are going to be here on your path to success, on your path to growth, and on your path to scaling your life, your business, your income your revenue, your cash flow. There's going to be things that challenge you and you need a little fight in you to move through that, to get through that. And wouldn't you like a superpower to do that? Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's jump into this next section in chapter 11 on the mystery of sexual transmutation in Think and Grow Rich. So this section is the 10 mind stimuli. The human mind responds to stimuli through which it may be keyed up to high rates of vibration known as enthusiasm, creative imagination, intense desire, etc. So before we go into these uh, 10 mind stimuli, let's take a moment to talk about vibration. We live in a vibratory universe, in a world where everything is vibrating. Things may look solid, but if you look under a microscope, you will know that all the particles are vibrating at a microscopic level. And everything in this universe vibrates. We vibrate, our thoughts vibrate, uh, other people vibrate, emotions vibrate, things vibrate. And we are attracted to other things that vibrate at the same level of frequency. So if you want to have more good stuff in this lifetime of yours, which can be love, which can be pleasure, which can be fun, which can be experience, which can be having more money, which can be having the money to, to go and do the things that you want to do and have the experiences that you want. You must be working at the vibrational level of those experiences. And you are going to want to quote unquote, key yourself up to get to that level of frequency. You're not there right now if you're not experiencing those results. Doesn't make you bad. It's just a neutral, it's a neutral statement. It's the law of the universe. So it, now that you know that, what are you going to do to change it? Well, you want to be able to change your vibration. And if you want to do that, Hill is giving you 10 mind stimuli to increase the frequency of your vibration. So let's go through them. The stimuli to which the mind responds most freely are the desire for sex expression, love, a burning desire for fame, power, or financial gain, money, music, friendship between either those of the same sex or those of the opposite sex, a mastermind alliance based on harmony of two or more people who ally themselves for spiritual or temporal advancement. We've just spent a whole chapter talking about 
the Mastermind Alliance. So if you missed that, go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. Mutual suffering, such as that experienced by people who are persecuted. So this is an interesting one to me. This is, you'll, you'll, we'll come to it later that this is one of the positive ones that he'll list because there's some stimuli that are not um, constructive. He puts this in a constructive arena, which I find very interesting. So this can really propel people forward and it can be very constructive. You also want to look though at the shadow side of this, that there can be group think that holds you back. I don't think that this is completely black and white or binary here, that you could be with a group of people who feels persecuted and feels like they are victims and then stays frustrated in that place, not changing, right? The environment that they're in, the, the mental, emotional, and physical environment that they're in isn't going for growth, isn't going for change. It's just staying in victimhood. And you know this in your own experience when you've gone from being a big fish in a small pond to being a small fish in a big pond, you suddenly realize that there are people with other attitudes and behaviors out there. And if you step out of that mutual suffering, when let's say you didn't have a lot of money and you were complaining uh, about it to, to, you know, other people, wow, the man's after me, right? The tax man's after me. That could be mutual suffering, okay? Is, are you using that to better yourself or are you using that to hold yourself back? That's the question that you really have to ask if you are in that environment, okay? Because sometimes it's going to propel you forward and it's going to be the best thing ever because you're going to be stimulated. You're going to be engaged to grow. But if you're, if you are uh, using the persecution the to, to simply complain and stay stuck, that's not useful. So take a look at that for yourself. Moving on, he says eight is, is auto-suggestion that stimulates the mind. He has a whole chapter on that. And then nine and 10 are fear and narcotics and alcohol. So fear stimulates your mind quite a bit. It's not particularly constructive but it certainly stimulates you. It certainly activates you. So do narcotics and alcohol. And I would argue that, you know, used in moderation for the right person, maybe it's not uh, unconstructive, but for some people, even the smallest amount is, is uh, de destructive, is, is quite, uh, goes very much counter to their ability to uh, grow and become more. So again, a little bit of a discernment there. Um, so that's the list of the 10 mind stimuli. What are you going to do today to stimulate your mind and, and raise your level of frequency? Are you going to uh, tap into your desire for sex? Are you going to feel love? Are you going to tap into your desire for fame, power, financial gain? Are you going to listen to some music? Are you going to build friendships? Are you going to join a mastermind or, or reach out to your mastermind? 
Are you going to go into mutual suffering? Are you going to do the auto suggestion that's required? This is something that I teach my, my clients how to do. And, and it's, it's a way to stimulate your mind and I do it daily. Or are you going to go into fear? Not the one I would pick just, just to let you know, but sometimes let me make a point of discernment here. Sometimes a little bit of fear gets you going, gets you like urgently solving a problem. We want to get you to a place in your business where you don't need that fear to get activated. But if that's where you're at right now, make that work for you. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And then the same thing with our narcotics and alcohol. Is that what you're going to use today? Is that the, the best thing that you could use today? What, how, how would you discern if that was the, the proper thing for you or whether that was actually working at counter purposes to your growth? There are a lot of people who feel like it's an all or nothing thing and that even just a little bit of alcohol or drugs you know, dampen their ability to, to think clearly, to show up, to have power in this world. So that's the question that I have for you today. How are you going to stimulate yourself to get to a higher level of vibration? Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill says, the desire for sex expression comes at the head of the list of stimuli which most effectively step up the vibrations of the mind and start the wheels of physical action. So there's a connection between stepping up the vibrations of the mind and getting into action. Those two things are connected. He goes on to say eight of the stimuli are natural and constructive. Two are destructive. The list is here presented for the purpose of enabling you to make a comparative study of the major sources of mind stimulation. From this study, it will be readily seen that the emotion of sex is, by great odds, the most intense and powerful of all mind stimuli. This comparison is necessary as a foundation for proof of the statement that transmutation of sex energy may lift one to the status of genius. Okay, so he's telling us this to show us that this is by far the, the, the strongest, most activating stimulus that you could possibly tap into. And it's what's going to separate you from the path. It's going to be what separates you from your old self. It's going to be what causes you to become more and to step into your genius. He says, let's find out what constitutes genius. Some wise acre has said that a genius is a man who wears long hair, eats queer food, lives alone, and serves as a target for the joke makers. A better definition of genius is a man who has discovered how to increase the vibration of thought to the point where he can freely communicate with sources of knowledge not available through ordinary rate of vibration of thought. That is such an interesting definition of genius. So let me repeat it. 
a man who has discovered, in our, in our case, a woman, a woman who has discovered how to increase the vibrations of thought to the point where she can freely communicate with the sources of knowledge not available through the ordinary rate of vibration of thought. These sources of knowledge are here and they're here right now. They're accessible to everyone, but not everyone knows how to tap into them. Not everyone knows how to raise their vibration so that they can receive that knowledge. Not everyone knows how to do that on command consistently, regularly, the majority of the time. The person who thinks will want to ask some questions concerning this definition of genius. The first question will be, how may one communicate with sources of knowledge which are not available through the ordinary rate of vibration of thought? Good question, right? The next question will be, are there sources, are there known sources of knowledge which are available only to genii? And if so, what are those sources and exactly how may they be reached? And that is what we are going to cover in our next episode. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. We are in the chapter on the mystery of sex transmutation in Think and Grow Rich and we are in the section entitled Genius is Developed Through the Sixth Sense. Hill says the reality of a quote sixth sense has been fairly well established. Now let's take a moment to, to pause here. He puts sixth sense in quotes. Now, why does he do that? This is because it's not really a sense. It's not another sense. It's not sight, sound, taste, smell, touch. It's not. It is a mental faculty. It is a power that your mind has. And it's both creative imagination, it's intuition, and we're going to get into that. But recognize that that's a misnomer, the sixth sense. But it is a power that you have, and it's a mental faculty, and you can develop it. In fact, if you want to grow yourself and grow your business and have access to achieving your goals faster than you ever thought possible, you are going to need to develop this. So let's go on. This sixth sense is, quote, creative imagination. The faculty of creative imagination is one which the majority of people never use during an entire lifetime. And if used at all, it usually happens by mere accident, meaning it's not something that they can consciously tap into on command. They don't know it as a tool through which they can become a genius, that they can become someone who achieves their goals faster than they ever thought possible. They don't have it as a tool for creating the life that they want. So we want to bring that to a conscious level and then we want to access that again and again and again habitually and integrate it into your ways of being so it is just who you are and then you will have it in your toolkit always you will use it automatically and consciously okay a relatively small number of people use with deliberation and purpose of forethought 
the faculty of creative imagination. Those who use this faculty voluntarily and with understanding of its functions are genii. Okay. This is what he's saying. Now you might have your own definition of genius. I'm not sure that this is my definition of genius. However, it is a powerful tool and it does step you up to a whole new level of being able to create. And wouldn't you like to do that? Wouldn't you like to do that? So think about that today. Think about whether you are using your creative imagination and whether you use it on demand and whether you use it on demand and consistently. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill goes on to say, the faculty of creative imagination is the direct link between the finite mind of man and infinite intelligence. Pretty amazing there, right? Wouldn't you want to have a bridge that you could walk over at will whenever you wanted to tap into infinite intelligence, all the energy that is this creative life force, this creative mind that creates, that is intelligent, that, that knows all, wouldn't you want that? Well, this, your creative imagination is what allows you to connect your limited human mind to the mind of infinite intelligence. Also called revelations referred to in the realm of religion and all discoveries of basic or new principles in the field of invention take place through the faculty of creative imagination. All new discoveries, he's saying, all new things that come to us, come to us through creative imagination. And this is a skill. This is a, a tool that you can develop. Are you limiting your imagination by saying, oh, I can only think of reasonable things. I can only pay attention to what has come before. If I, if I want something or think something and I've never seen it before or the people around me don't believe in it, are you going to dismiss it? Or are you going to use your creative imagination to ask better questions and ask, well, what if that could happen, right? What if I could create that and imagine what that would be like? And guess what happens when you do that? You are met by the power of the universe. You are met by infinite intelligence and all the intelligence that lies in this infinite source. It meets you. It meets you, not me, not someone else, but you. I mean, it also meets me and it also meets someone else, but it meets you. You are not an exception. Like you don't have this power or this tool. You just may not have used it consciously yet. And when you do, the world opens up to you. This is an incredibly powerful thing to remember. So now linking this back to the title of this chapter, the mystery of sex transmutation, we got here because the list of 10 things that stimulate the mind, one of them, and it's top on the list, 
is the desire for sex. It stimulates the mind. It raises your vibration and it puts you in a place where you become more creative. And that allows you to utilize this creative imagination. That is, you're, 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 you're born with this gift. Everyone has it. To tap into infinite intelligence and therefore become a genius. That's the connection, guys. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started here. We are talking about creative imagination and using it as a tool to connect to infinite intelligence. Hill goes on to say, when ideas or concepts flash into one's mind through what is popularly called a hunch, they come from one or more of the following sources. One, infinite intelligence. Two, one's subconscious mind, wherein is stored every sense impression and thought impulse which ever reached the brain through any of the five senses. Three, from the mind of some other person who has just released the thought or picture of the idea or concept through conscious thought or from the other person's subconscious storehouse. So hunches, these intuitive hits, these divine downloads, where do they come from? Well, when you are keyed up, you are tapping into higher levels of vibration. And when you do so, you get hits from or hunches at that level of vibration and from infinite intelligence. So when you key yourself up, you remember something differently from, from your storehouse, from your own subconscious. When you get keyed up, stimulated, you are at another level of vibration and you get a, a connection, a thought from a person who's at that level of vibration. Now, you could be getting thoughts uh, transferred to you and you could be receiving thoughts from people at a lower level of vibration too. But you want to be raising your level of vibration because the we're, we're living in an expanding universe. You always want to be growing. The thing that you desire that you have not yet grown into receiving yet is at a higher level of vibration and you must put yourself there. We do that by keying ourselves up, the stimulating ourselves plus a lot of other things, including taking action, doing the work, becoming more, right? Don't forget action, guys. And, and when you're at that level of, of vibration, then you get this hit from someone else who's already at that level of vibration. And you're like, ah, that's it. That's what I need. That's why being in a mastermind is so important. Also, you're with people who are constantly up-leveling their vibration. You're getting better and better inputs as well. Also, you want, uh, he, he talks about the other person's subconscious storehouse. So that's number four. So the, the person could be releasing the thought or it could be from their subconscious. They might not actually be thinking it right now, but you're tapping into their depth of knowledge. Now, this is fairly esoteric, you guys. I get that. I get that you're probably going, how do I tap into someone else's storehouse of experience? 
You have to experience this to know it. You have to experience this to know it. But you can do it by using your creative imagination and stimulating yourself to be thinking at a higher level. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill goes on to say, the creative imagination functions best when the mind is vibrating due to some form of mind stimulation at an exceedingly high rate. So remember when he said, you want to be keyed up, you want your the rate of vibration of your mind to be high. That is when the mind is functioning at a rate of vibration higher than that of ordinary normal thought. What is ordinary normal thought? That's like, okay, I need to brush my teeth now and then I'm going to put on my makeup and what kind of lipstick am I going to be putting on, right? We have this constant chatter in our mind. Maybe you're thinking about like the, how to respond to the email or the, what to make for dinner or, you know, what are the top priorities on your, your to-do list today? This is ordinary thought. It's the, 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 the underneath the surface, uh, it's just constantly going and, and you have to be aware of that. That's ordinary thought. It's not bad. It's not holding you back. It's not, it's, well, sometimes it can hold you back if you, if you are staying there, uh, constantly and, and, and the majority of time you do need to change your thought and raise it up to this non-ordinary level. Because if you stay at ordinary, you know, you need some of that. A, A lot of people are anti the voice in your head completely. And I get that sometimes it can be, uh, PETA, right? It's, it's, if it's got a negative spin to it all the time, that's not going to be healthy and constructive, but there's a certain amount of that chatter that's helping you get through the day. And let's not, um, let's not negate that force negates. Okay. Let's, let's not negate that and say, you have to push against that and and make it bad. That's, that's, that causes a, a waste of energy, quite frankly. Instead, let's say it serves its purpose and if you really want to step up your life, you're going to want to shift out of that ordinary thought fairly frequently to get at this higher level of thinking. And many people use, say, meditation to do that. Now, Hill doesn't mention meditation here, but many people use meditation to do that. So that's a that's a huge uh, a tool as well, but you can use your desire for sex. That's the title of this chapter to key yourself up and get yourself out of ordinary thought. Okay. So remember that as we, as we move on here, creative imagination functions best when the mind is vibrating due to some form of mind stimulation at an exceedingly high rate. That is when the mind is functioning at a rate of vibration higher than that of ordinary normal thought. When brain action has been stimulated through one or more of the 10 mind stimulants, it has the effect of lifting the individual far above the horizon of ordinary thought and permits him to envision distance, scope, and quality of thoughts not available on the lower plane, such as that occupied while one is engaged in the solution of problems of business and professional routine. So 
think about this for today. How are you going to stimulate your mind to go from ordinary thought to extraordinary thought to, to that higher level of vibration? And pay attention today to when you are in ordinary thought. And is that 100% of the time? Could be for you right now. Could be. There's no value judgment on that. We're not going to make you bad for that. But we are going to say, hey, do you want to go to a higher level? If you do, what do you need to do to raise your ordinary thinking to extraordinary thinking and to become someone who accesses infinite intelligence and all the those hunches that we talked about in previous episodes. For this bonus content of this podcast episode, I want to go back to a little offhand comment that I made earlier on where I said, I'm not sure if that's my definition of genius. And Hill had given his definition of genius, he said, a better definition of genius is a man who has discovered how to increase the vibrations of thought to the point where he can freely communicate with sources of knowledge not available through the ordinary rate of vibration or thought. And I made this offhand comment saying, I'm not sure if that's my definition of genius. And the more I thought about it, the better I thought that definition was. It's really quite astute. And as many things that Hill writes, the, the, the level of depth to them is not necessarily apparent on the surface. You have to dig in. Now, the ordinary definition of genius is someone who has exceptional intellect or exceptional creative power. People like Leonardo da Vinci or Einstein or... Uh, the, the, the Vivaldi's of the world or the Michelangelo's of the world, right? These are the, these creative geniuses, but we also have the image of the sort of crazy professor who's muttering to himself, right? Like he's just in his own world or her own world. So what is your vision right now of what a genius is? I'd love to pull that out of you. What do you really think genius is? And, and explore that a little bit more because I'm struck by the fact that whatever your definition of genius is, it might be something that you are actually afraid of becoming. You're actually afraid of becoming it. Now, not intellectually. Intellectually, you go, wow, wouldn't it be amazing to have that kind of creative power? Wow, I would love to have that that kind of intellect. Wow, I would love to be able to tap into those extraordinary vibrations of thought so that I could really access infinite intelligence and all the power that is in the one mind and the subconscious mind, right? Intellectually, we want that. But what if subconsciously you don't really want that? What if you are struck by a fear that you would be different, too different. You would be thrown outside the community, outside the tribe. You wouldn't belong. You would be separating from the pack because you know what? Most people are not geniuses by whatever definition you use. Most people are not. 
And in order, in, excuse me, in order to step into genius, in order to step into your extraordinary life, in order to really separate from yourself, your past self, the self that's limited, you also must, might risk, excuse me, you also must risk being different than others. And that is uncertainty. Are you willing to be uncertain for a while, take that risk, perhaps be thrown out of the the tribe without knowing that for sure there is another tribe for you. I will tell you there is another tribe for you, okay? You, You will, if you wish to find others where you belong, you will. And you can do that at a higher level. And this is why it's so important for entrepreneurs to be working together, not isolated in their own little silos because they think that they're so different and they feel like they're, they're doing things that are so different than the, the people around them. And there's this push pull between being part of the tribe, part of the, the environment that you're already in or going after your goals, your dreams, becoming more thinking differently being different. And what if you lose that love, safety, belonging of your current tribe? Well, the truth is that you can grow into your genius, become more, and find a bigger tribe. Sometimes it means that your tribe changes. Sometimes it means that your tribe expands. So you have different tribes for different things. But there are lots of memes out there of the the lonely at the top or the lonely genius. And somehow you might be ostracized. And if that is a fear for you, you may not do the things that are required to scale your business, to scale your life, because you are afraid of being thrown out of the tribe, being being that lonely genius. And I want to hold a carrot out there. You can create the lonely genius if you energize that, if you go for that, if that's the image that you have in your mind, if that's what you're worried about. If you keep worrying about that, you will energize it and you will create it. That's the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. Instead, what if you could step into your genius and hang out with other geniuses? Genie, I guess. What if you could really expand your life and be part of a community where people tapped into this creative power at will and you weren't alone? That's the image that I want you to hold for yourself because it is so important to be able to access this creative power for whatever you're doing in life, whatever your business is, whatever your goals are whatever you're trying to create, you must be able to tap into this power, but you don't have to do it alone. Okay. Rock it out. Be unstoppable. And I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, are you loving this material? We'd love to know. Join our Be Unstoppable Facebook group where we go live answering your questions and sharing even more material to help you step forward powerfully in your business and your life. Go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash Facebook group. When you get there, leave us a comment or ask us a question. We'd love to hear from you. See you in the group and rock it out and be unstoppable.